Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. Have you ever had a time in your life where you feel like you want to have a break from your entire life? I know that I have and I think it would be good to talk about it because it's not that you want to break because you don't love your family or you don't enjoy your job, although that can be the case too, or that you hate your home. But sometimes I feel like in life, the relentless daily rhythm and all your responsibilities get on top of you and it can really start to feel like a grind. And you just want a break from it all. In fact, I think you probably deserve a break from it all. And I want to talk about if having a break, stepping away from your life is actually possible. So, Beck, I really want to hear your views on this because you are what prompted this episode um, because you have just had a break from your life and I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did recently have a little holiday by myself for the first time ever. <laughs> so, yes, I think that we can definitely have a chat about this and see if it can be something that somebody else can do as well. There's lots of different formats of taking a break uh, and it doesn't all have to be, you know, going on a plane somewhere. Um, it can be there's other forms of taking a break uh, from your life as well. But, uh, yes, I think I'm an advocate of it for sure. Yeah, and look, taking a vacation in any form is is a great idea. It removes you from the normal rhythm and routine of your life, puts you in a new location and can shift your focus for a bit, which is wonderful. But, and there's a big but here, I think that holidaying or vacationing with family and even friends can still sometimes feel onerous. Like it is not, it's not entirely a break always, is it? No, and it's a different, it's a different kind of break. You know, I think, you know, if you've got young kids, all of those daily responsibilities and the things that, the things that become a bit of a burden to you because they're just relentless, they, they follow you. You know, you still have kids that need to be fed. You know, they still need food <laughs> and sustenance and they still need to be supervised and watched so that they don't, you know, have horrible accidents. Uh, they still argue. Uh, they still lose things. They still break things. You know, all of those things still happen on holiday. And so when you ta- – taking a holiday with your family is fantastic. It's awesome. But it is not completely the same as disappearing by yourself. Yeah. This, uh, the solo break, I think, is amazing. I mean, similarly to kids in a way, if you are caring for another adult, the change in location, if you vacation with them or have a break with them, might be really refreshing to be in a different location. But the responsibilities of caring for another person come with you it's the same Mm. but different you know you're doing this the same thing so it's not entirely a break it's just you know 
doing the mm. same things in a, in a different space, which can feel refreshing, but doesn't necessarily rejuvenate in the same way that um, having a, a break on your own um, might do. Yeah, for sure. It is something that can be a bit scary taking a break by yourself and certainly going on holiday by yourself. Uh, but there, we're going to talk about different ways that you can take solo breaks that are less uh, big, I guess, um, mm. that give, give you some, some options as well. Yeah, I think even when you're holidaying with a spouse or with friends, you are still it's, you're still required to factor in other people's needs. Mm. Um, what what do you want to do today or well, where should we go for dinner? What do you feel like eating for dinner? I want to have a sleep in, so can you keep yourself busy and we'll go exploring after lunch? Whatever it is, you still you can't be entirely selfish and that's why I think this whole solo break thing is awesome because you can do exactly what you want to do. You don't have to look after anyone or consider anyone by other than yourself, mm. which sounds really selfish but that's just kind awesome. of that entire point that's the point yeah exactly that's yeah. the point um, um ethan asked me before i went away he said because he was annoyed that i didn't take him um zoe didn't want to go mick didn't want to go ethan kind of did but he had school so i went you know i'm going by myself and he, ethan actually said to me but what are you going to do like by yourself what are you going to do and i said i'm going to do two things mate one nothing and two, whatever I want. <laughs> and that was the thing. And that's pretty much what it was. It was whatever I want. And some things went better than others in my, on, my, on my break, but um, that was the, the two things that I spent all my time doing, nothing and whatever I wanted, and that was it. I had a – I've travelled on my own previously, but the first time I ever felt like it was about having a – break from my life rather than just I want to go traveling and explore that place Mm. and I'm going on my own was when my girls were young they were four no not quite four and not quite two and I just felt like I'd been in that mummy grind for ever and was getting to the point where I was becoming resentful of you know my husband go to work and talking to other adults Mm. and I'd spent my day finger painting and wiping bottoms and you know I had a lot of other mummy friends but it just felt like Groundhog Day and Mm. I was like I just I need to miss my kids I need to be away for them for long enough to miss them um and to just recharge my batteries which I felt like just wasn't happening in the space we were in and I um it was pretty extreme. I went to, I flew from Australia to the US for two weeks and um, caught up with um, one of my best friends, lived over there at the time. But I had a couple of days at the start where I just, I was in Melbourne where I was catching the flight from and just had, you know what, it wasn't even 48 hours. It was like 36 hours on my own before I caught the flight. And I just slept. <laughs> I just slept. <laughs> so I don't think I left the hotel room. I ordered room service. I watched a couple of movies and I would sleep. I had slept for like 12 hours or whatever it was just to kind of um, start the travel with a good base. And it was, I just needed space. And it was, my husband completely agrees with me in that was the best kind of circuit breaker. The timing Mm. was great. The kids managed, he managed, and I came back and was like a much better parent for the time away. Um, 
And I, yeah, I didn't. And now uh, before that, I would have, I don't know if I would have considered it, but it had just got to the point where I was like, I really, I really wanted to go and visit my friend who'd been away for a couple of years. And I really wanted just a change of scenery for a bit. And it was amazing. And so now I'm a massive advocate for it too. Um, But I know it, it is something that's pretty privileged to even be able to discuss, isn't it? Yeah, well, so that's one thing I wanted to say about this particular episode is that we are very well aware when we're talking in this episode that the ability to take a break assumes some privilege, um, whether it be the privilege of having a partner or having someone to take responsibilities that you leave behind, whether it be uh, health or able-bodiedness or financial privilege, we're quite aware that what we're saying isn't accessible to everybody. But we do hope that even with any restrictions that that are placed on you that you can't change, you still might get some ideas here to take that little break from your life uh, at some stage. So let's go through some options. We, you know, we're saying taking a solo break is a good thing, but you and I hopped on a plane and left where we were, mm. which is great. Traveling away from home is is awesome if it's something you want to do. Maybe something that might motivate where you go if there's a place you're really interested in visiting that either your spouse or your family or whoever aren't interested in coming with you maybe that's what motivates you to to go solo and have your break in that location plan some time and book it in and go explore on your own don't wait for for someone to come with you yeah and that 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 whole idea of waiting for someone to come with you is um, it's important to note because you might not ever have somebody wanting to go with you to that experience or that place. And so going by yourself is going to give you two things. One, you get to do something that's been on your list for a long time. And two, you get a solo break um, as well. You can also consider spending a night or a couple of nights in a hotel or a and b or some kind of accommodation that's in your same location. And I had a friend that did this recently Um she just checked herself or she asked for a couple of nights, I think it was two nights and three days in a hotel that was less than 15 minutes from her house. So I think you need to sometimes think outside the box. Like you don't actually have to be in a new city or a new region to take a break. Or spend you, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can check in somewhere nearby, but because it's not home, you know, you're suddenly disconnected from from some of those responsibilities and you can read or walk, explore places that you might not have been before or not or do what I did at that hotel and not leave the room, order room service, have a bath. and watch movies. Watch a movie. Um, Because even though you're doing things that you could do at home, you are doing them without this sense hanging over you of I should be doing a load of washing, I should be doing this thing I should be writing that email or whatever you know if you've decided to take a break and you've left you can do all of that nothingness without that hanging over you yeah and the hard part is a lot of us don't really equate our homes as our workplaces but they really are you Mm -hmm. know even when you work outside of the home you still work in the home or around especially if you're a mother (laughs) Mm. so just to be able to 
you know, spend a day in bed or watch movies and, you know, eat dinner and then leave the plates on the floor and all of that. Doing that in your own home can feel hard because then you know that the person that's going to have to sort it out. Yeah will be you so it just takes that that layer of guilt and the shooting it takes the shooting out of it doesn't Mm. it it really does I actually know some writers that do this for their work so writers who are mothers with young children will often go to a hotel for a few days uh frequently to just get their writing done and I know that's not taking a break from their life but it's it's working towards some goals or it's but it's, it's focusing on them for a little bit as well. But, um, yeah, I do know some writers that do that as well. They just disappear, uh, go to a hotel and just thrash out that book without anyone else around them. Another thing you could do if there's a friend that you've got that you could go and visit in their home, you know, this is a nice way to take a break from your space uh, without having then the accommodation costs. And, to try and make it a solo break, it's probably best if your friend is still working while you're there. So tell them that you're coming to stay for a, a weekend or or maybe not a week, maybe midweek. You're coming Dude, to stay. Yeah, midweek. Midweek. So at and, work. and you don't want them to take time off, still go to work and you'll, you know, sit down and have a meal with them in the evening. But then during the day, you can chill out on their couch or um, sit in their backyard in the sun and read a book because it's that Leave your thing. plates all over their floor. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but you can, that's the thing, because it's not your house, like obviously you will still be respectful of them and and their belongings and all of that, but you yeah. guaranteed you can lay on their couch and read a book for five hours far easier yes. than you can do it on your own couch at home. Yeah, that's right. And if you see that the skirting boards need dusting, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can that's leave it. them undusted. It's not a big deal, you know. Um, none of, not, there's going to be nothing that triggers you to actually have to do a task. You know what's funny too? I I don't mind washing dishes at other people's houses. There's yes. something about that. It's like I've got no problems doing that. I don't mind unpacking someone else's dishwasher. My own, I hate it with a passion. Yeah. But at someone else's house, I'm like, yeah, it's like a novelty. Yeah, well, Mick, Mick's always really amused at when we go and stay somewhere like an Airbnb or somewhere or a cabin or something and about how clean I try and make it before we leave and also I go tidying up while I'm there as well. He's like, why aren't you that fastidious at home about how clean <laughs> things are? And I'm like, because I don't care what you all think but I care what the person who owns this place thinks about and it's also, you know, less onerous when it's not your place for some reason. So, yeah, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of a, a nice way to have a break without having to, you know, fork out money on accommodation. And, and the nice part is if you've got a friend that you can um, spend a bit of time with, then that's a bonus. And it's, it might be a good place to start if you're not sure how you'll go being on your own because um, mm-hmm. some people, the idea of having – 24 or 48 hours solo is quite confronting. Um, So if you go and stay with someone and you know they'll be there for breakfast in the morning and they'll be home by six for dinner and that you just have your solo break time between nine and five or whatever, um, it might be a good starting point for you. Mm. You could also do a a little swapping arrangement, you know, maybe – 
two months later or a month later, they could come and do the same at your place and have their break as well. Mm. They can put their dishes on your floor for you yeah. to clean up. <laughs> Payback. Yep. We've come up with some ideas too about staying home, haven't we? That you could yeah. you could still have a break. This I think this will be harder, but if you put put some energy into making it work, you could take a break from your life and stay at home. It's not as easy, especially if you're currently a bit unimpressed with the state of your house. Uh, so if you're mid-renovation or <laughs> mid-declutter or something like that, it's probably going to be a little less appealing than running away. But it is still possible to give yourself a bit of a break at, at home um, and it could just mean disconnecting completely from the outside world for a few days. And, <laughs> again, I'm acutely aware now that there are millions and millions of South of, of Australians at the moment that are in lockdown. <laughs> so I don't know that they're actually going to find this idea overly inviting. So apologies to anyone in lockdown who are listening to this right now. We're, we're sorry. Listen to it later um, when you're not in lockdown anymore. Um, but, yeah, disconnecting from the outside world, um, no social media, no taking phone calls, no reading your emails, no watching the news, um, no doing any housework that's unless it's absolutely necessary for your own comfort uh, and seeing if you can give yourself a break that way too yeah and I think I think that's probably what differs from lockdown because what makes lockdown stressful is the fact that you're trying to still you know have your kids mm. virtual school you're trying to work from home you're watching a press conference every morning at 10 30 or whatever it is you know and um you have all the outside pressures with the inconvenience of having to stay home or if you can remove those external pressures I think you know there's a few people that I've spoken to that have said there's something that really that lockdown has taught them how to slow down and Mm. simplify and so if you can do that uh, in a comforting way rather than it just being an inconvenience and yeah maybe not for people that have been in lockdown maybe this is not your option not for at least 12 months. <laughs> no, and um, I don't think there are many options if you're in lockdown, unfortunately, at the moment. Just hang in there. Hang in uh, there. Go for lots of walks. One other thing about this idea of staying home, you could maybe even consider using your sick leave from work to do this. And I feel bad saying it because I'm a bit of a rule follower generally, but so I'm not, I'm not advocating for people pulling fake sickies all the time, but just thinking about it differently. If, you know, we always focus on using our sick days at work when we are physically suffering, when we've got a head cold, when we've got a cough, uh, when we, you know, um, got a stomach illness or something like that, vomiting. But we don't you know, a lot of people don't generally think about taking a sick day for their mental health. And the two are so closely linked. Why not prevent physical illness um, and the declining of your physical health by protecting your mental health as well? So, um, and you know what, if you think you can't have a break at home because you've got, you know, a spouse and a bunch of kids, if you took a day off midweek when your spouse went to work and your kids went to school or to daycare or whatever, maybe that just buys you seven hours of you time in there and maybe maybe that's a start. Maybe that's a little break that you can have to start with. 
Yeah. And also, I think not only taking a mental health day before you're physically sick is a good idea, but even taking a mental health day before you're mentally unwell as well. Mm. So a preventative one so that, you know, if you're if you're regularly taking these times of these mental health days before you're actually feeling completely overwhelmed, then it could prevent um, prevent you getting to that point as well. I used to have a agreement or an understanding with one of my bosses. Uh, we would call them a doona day. I don't know if that is a common thing, if you've ever heard of that, but she would say, um, you know, maybe two or three times a year she would call or email me and say, I'm just taking a doona day. Can you mm-hmm. go to my meetings for me? Or I'd email her and say, I'm having a doona day today, which means basically I'm not <laughs> physically unwell. I just I just yep. can't not be under my doona <laughs> yep. for the next 12 hours. So um, yep. you have to manage without me. And it was good. It was just this understanding of like, actually, today I just need some me time and I'm not mm. coming in. Um, you know, maybe yeah, you can make that's that a agreement great idea. With, your, with your boss or with your co-workers or... Yep, With and for the Americans, you mean duvet or comforter? Americans don't say duna, do they? No, comforter. It, yeah, the comforter. comforter. Yeah, you're staying in and bed. And for the basically everyone else, it's duvet. It's just mm. the, I think the Australians are the only ones that say duna. Mm, it does sound very think, Australian. <laughs> duna. It is very Aussie. So another idea, and Mick actually sort of gave me this idea. We've never done it, but he has talked about how he would like to do it, but I don't think he'll ever actually do it because outsourcing just isn't his thing. But one of the things you could possibly do as well is to outsource your daily grind activities but stay at home. So by, again, this this is a monetary privilege kind of thing um, if you can afford it, but you could hire a housekeeper or a babysitter and or cleaner and or cook personal assistant something like that for a few days and stay at home without having the need for those daily responsibilities you can trot off and be a tourist in your own town during the day and come home to everything already done for you and I think that you know if you were going away and paying for accommodation the price probably wouldn't be all that much different to outsourcing you know the just the the daily bits and pieces that you do like even something simple like just the dishes and the laundry and the tidying up Mm. that would be you know and then go out for dinner in the evenings or eat in so that you don't have to cook and that could be a bit of a break as well but again you wouldn't be completely solo though Mm. unless you lived alone already yeah so hopefully that's given you a couple of ideas and I'm sure there's more to build on from that but let's talk about some of the benefits of taking a solo break. If you think you can conceive of a way to spend some time on your own and escaping from your your life in a not in a permanent manner, in a, like a temporary <laughs> little um, mini break, uh, well, let's talk about some of the benefits, what it's going to do for you and for other people by having that chance to get away. So I think, like we've already said, it's a bit of a mental health boost or um, a support to to your mental health uh, as well. It gives you a little bit of a chance to recharge your batteries um, a little bit, I think. What I love about time spent solo is the opportunity to be spontaneous. 
the chance to go where you want, when you want, how you want. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so rarely we have the option in our lives to be so self-focused. And so having a solo break is that great opportunity to firstly to reconnect with yourself because a lot of us don't even hear our inner feelings Mm. or needs or wants because there's so much noise around us not just from other people but from other outside sources so spending time on your own is a really nice opportunity to reconnect with yourself and your needs and then you know recognize them and have the space and time to potentially fulfill them that that opportunity to be spontaneous and to look after yourself be completely selfish is kind of really lovely and indulgent and Mm. yeah awesome yep yeah i like that that ability to be spontaneous as well and or but just and also just to not have to think about anyone else you just do it you just do what you want you know um sometimes it can result in some indecision like i i suppose it's fresh in my mind because it was not that long ago but it was it's almost like i do rely on other people around me sometimes to help me make my decisions and i remember at one point when i was uh, wandering around cans, I was trying to decide whether I wanted to eat or not. <laughs> and I was like mildly hungry, but not really hungry. But then I was thinking, well, if I stop now, I might not be hungry enough to enjoy my meal. But if I wait, there might not be a good place to eat, like where I end up when, I'm, when I am hungry. <laughs> and so it's like I almost needed a second person to just say, um, just eat here or just do this or just do that. That was, you know, something that I did actually miss a little bit. But at the same time, I also knew that if I did make an incorrect decision, I was the only one impacted by that as well. And so I couldn't get, I couldn't be made to feel guilty for ruining somebody else's day Mm. (laughs) or mucking up anything else because it's my own fault. If I, you know, if I missed out on going to that prawn place because I couldn't find it again later, then that's my own fault and I deal with that and that's, that's okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, also think it gives you a chance to be silent Mm. like I have seriously contemplated I think I would it would be like torture for me but going to one of those silent retreats yeah um because you know not only do you well hopefully enjoy your own comfort company but also just you just don't have to respond (laughs) no one's calling your name no one's asking you to do anything you don't have to talk if you don't feel like talking you can just you don't have to meet people you don't have to be social you can just be silent and I think that's that's rare and you know that's something that you might be able to find the space for if you go go solo and have a break yeah I totally agree with that and that's actually something that occurred to me when I was away was that there was one particular day where I really didn't speak hardly at all like to anybody or just speak in general and that's you know really rare for me sometimes I'll get to the end of a day and I'll actually be hoarse because I've talked so much Mm -hmm. because I talk in my job and I talk just naturally personality wise I talk completely unnecessarily but there was that this one day in particular where I was just by myself for most of the day and I was doing things I was out and about I wasn't in my hotel room but I just didn't come across anybody and I didn't speak and if I did see someone and they said hello I found myself smiling and nodding instead of actually speaking because I was enjoying that like you know 
no speak kind of mm. I don't want to talk kind of thing. So it was um, for someone who talks a lot, I actually really enjoyed the not talking side of it. You touched on this before when you were saying that you, you missed having having people around you to help you make decisions and I think that is key. The, the people that you leave, whether it's your spouse or your kids or your co-workers that have picked up the slack, people have an opportunity if you go and have a solo break to miss you and hopefully they will appreciate you more when you come home. Um, Mm -hmm. even if it's just your pets that are super, super happy (laughs) to see you when you've Mm. been away for 48 hours. Yeah, Um, or your plants. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, ideally it it results in people being grateful for you and not taking what you do for granted. Um, But I think that, that change is kind of, there's no opportunity for that realisation for you to, realize how much you miss people for people to appreciate you that can't happen without your access yeah 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 exactly yeah and that's the thing you we take people for granted and we are taken for granted and that is you get to kind of press the reset button on that a little bit um, by by disappearing for a while I think another thing that can be really helpful is people that are dependent on you can go through a growth period while you're away. Mm. Did you experience that at all in your time away? I wasn't away long enough. <laughs> there um, wasn't. Yeah. I, I don't think I was away long enough for that. And I think my in in the in my life, everybody is very independent mm-hmm. uh, anyway. So apart from Ethan, who can rely on being driven places and that's about and not every place because he can get himself around anyway but I think you know they even though I do certain things like I cook and I do all that kind of stuff I found that um, they're pretty independent anyway so it may be 10 15 years ago actually I, I did go away for two or three weeks when my kids were oh, five and seven or something like that and I went to Europe with my mum. So it wasn't a solo trip, but it was a trip away. And I think that one of the things that Mick said to me when I got home was he said, you know, I, I realised I, I can do this. I could do this if I needed to. Like mm-hmm. he was, he, he got, I mean, he's always been a very independent, confident sort of person. He's very capable. And he wasn't the type of person that I had to make a billion lists for when I left and pre-cook meals or anything like that. I just up and left basically and he had to deal with it all. But he did obviously was think was wondering whether or not he could handle it because when I got back he said, you know, I realized I could, you know, I could do that. So he did have that, even though he didn't grow change in any of his capabilities his confidence in his capabilities was reinforced I think um, by by me just not being around and I think one of the things that could be very helpful for some families is the fact that if the mother goes away for a while the father steps up and learns a lot connects a lot and gets the chance to prove that they can do this stuff and also gets the chance to take on some of the responsibilities and maybe if the parent that has the largest 
mental load is the one that goes away and offloads that mental load for a while, perhaps they don't necessarily need to pick it all up again when they come back because somebody else is actually capable of doing so. Mm. Well, that's the thing. You might yourself having a solo break learn some ways to bring some of that relaxation, some of that joy, some of that being in your own company or being silent. You might connect with something while you're having a solo break that you can bring back into your everyday. And similarly, the the people you're leaving behind or the work you're leaving behind or whatever might, you know, some of their behaviors might change longer term too based on their experiences of of while you're away. I think there's a there's a really great opportunity there for things to shift, but you know, I feel like everyone benefits and it might seem a mm. bit a bit grim initially and and I think this is the where the conversation will will go in our Facebook community. I think I will pop in there and and maybe give people some suggestions for how you might tell your your family or tell your boss that you want a solo break without offending them um because it shouldn't it shouldn't it's not really about them it's about you and and your needs but I think that could Mm. that could be delicate but I think once you get past the idea of telling people that you want to do something on your own or have a break on your own I think everyone wins yeah um that could I think I'm just thinking about the couple of little disastrous things that happened to me while I was away (laughs) and I told Zoe and she said oh mum maybe you're just not meant to travel alone (laughs) I said, yeah, maybe I'm not meant to. Maybe, yeah, it's a, they're long stories and they're embarrassing, so I'm not going to go into them. But um, I think if I were to do another, like a solo break, I think I would possibly stay a bit closer to home because there's just less chance of me stuffing something up. (laughs) (laughs) Or I think. Now everyone's going to be in the Facebook group going, what'd you do? What happened? We have to know. (laughs) I think the other thing you could do, if you're, if you've got the chance to to have a break but you're a bit travel shy in terms of traveling outside of your your area your region but you really want to get further away than just the hotel at the end of the street you could find someone else that wants the same thing and travel together you know find a mm. friend stay in rooms at the same hotel maybe meet up once a day for a coffee but both have a solo break together. Oh, yes. Then you could travel at the same time. If you yeah. if there's an emergency or whatever, you've got backup, you've got someone there to call on, or if you're not coping with your own company, you know, you can call on them. But um, yeah. you might be able to And it's someone up. to eat with. Eating, eating on your own is the hardest bit. I found that to be really hard. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I would always take a book. Whenever I, if I was traveling on my own and eating on my own, I'd always have a book with me, Mm. but I would, I would have to pick my books carefully. It was funny. I remember being in a bookstore (laughs) before traveling solo and finding books that you could open and lay flat that would lay flat. Cause if you're eating a meal with a knife and a fork, trying to keep a book open, you know, propping a wine glass on one side or whatever can be really perilous. So Mm -hmm. I would have to find books like hardcover books that would stay open on their own yeah (laughs) you know tip for beginners yes or take your kindle oh yeah no it's got to have paper mate (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think this this conversation has plenty more legs 
you know, I think there's a few places we're going to go. You're going to have to reveal some of those stories back. And, <laughs> um, and I will certainly give some tips for, for how you can maybe start the conversation about wanting a solo break. So come and join us in our Facebook community for that conversation. And we will see you back here again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com. Mm.